greatness. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk accountability. We're going to talk leadership and no excuses. So if that's something you need in your life, I'm telling you, you are going to learn something in the next 60 to 90 minutes that you can take to the bank. Trust me. I have these people in my life regularly and I understand that there are levels and we don't sit still. So we will teach you guys some of what works. I see Barry on the call. Barry Bergen, my brother's on the call. You know you're good when the family's watching. What's up, Barry? Well, Steven said, what's up? I see Melvin Davis and Sean Lovis on the line and we hope to have some more. So please share this out with your groups and communities as well. So as we go, as we kick things off, we get to speak to the world and teach them what we know. And it's a Sunday afternoon, so I know there shouldn't be any football on. I don't, I don't think so. So where the, there's football on? There is football on. I'm making a major sacrifice right now. The New Orleans Saints, uh, the last time I checked, they were up by three before uh, uh, at the half. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Since, since you're currently doing God's work right now, you know, yeah. everybody – have to pull off the upset since you are making that sacrifice. Yes, that's, that is what I'm, I'm exchanging. I'm exchanging some sacrifice of my time for the Saints to win today. Yeah, we'll take it. Thank you. Thank you for that, Crystal. So the format is going to be a little bit loose, unscripted, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge us to think outside the box. There are going to be quotes with every question, as you guys saw in the uh, format, just because I think sometimes people think so linear, not understanding that you bring it all together. And that's how business is really done because businesses are very um, engaging uh, mission in sport, you know, from hiring or firing to, uh, you know, consistently making your revenue, consistently making your payroll. We know that the government is in a shutdown. So there are people furloughed right now or working without pay. And, you know, when we talk business, we want to really help people to understand that if they put a vision in place that they can pull it off. So, Real quick, I'll let Crystal introduce herself, Stephen, and then I will kick things off. Go for it, Crystal. Oh, wow. Crystal Robinson here. I am the uh, CEO and uh, founder of Dominate with Crystal uh, and newly Dominate Logistics. So uh, a lot going on with me here for 2019, and I'm super excited to be connected with my good friends and accountability partners, Bernard and Stephen. All right, go for it, Stephen. Thank you, Crystal. Stephen Hollowell, The Missing Piece, uh, that's me. I am uh, the owner of that. And I'm following behind Crystal's footsteps in logistics for transportation. And I'm the CEO of Hollowell Inspired Trucking. And we're trying to get off the ground uh, and on the road by February 10th. Come on, people. Give me a drive. Oh, powerful. So if you know some drivers, if you know anyone in need of a uh, career and, and out, based out of Georgia, Stephen? Atlanta, Georgia. Based out of Atlanta, Georgia, reach out to Mr. Stephen Hollowell. He is definitely in the market for some highly talented, uh, very trainable and very available drivers who are looking for an amazing career shift. So if you know anybody, drop it in the chat or connect with Stephen directly. All right, we are going to kick things off. Let me not be rude and introduce myself. My name is Bernard Bergen, and you know I'm always trying to do something a little bit mischievous in media. I own a new media company. That means I stream instead of spending money to go on NBC, ABC, and the other uh, Cs. Um, I've taken a page out of Netflix book. We know we can do content and media differently, so we're always trying to do things like this that challenge the marketplace and bring the best voices to the people. 
So we're going to kick things off, and anyone can jump in. Now, the quote reads, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's about what you're made of, not the circumstance. So again, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's about what you're made of, not the circumstance. So question one, what pressure have hardened your ability to produce since the last time we spoke? I know you both have started new companies, so what has that pressure been like? We'll start with you, Crystal, then roll right over to you, Stephen. I knew you would hit me first. What you want me to do, Crystal? What you want me to do? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think I may have had some of, uh, some of, of both, right? I've become uh, soft in, in some areas, and I've, I've become very hard in, in others. So uh, it's weird that you asked that question, but the, um, the logistics business, for sure, uh, it challenged me in ways that I have never been challenged before. Um, you know, managing upwards of uh, 30 employees, I must say, is a challenge. Uh, not to mention, you know, that eventually that company will, will grow beyond that number. And so in the, in the beginning stages of launching um, that company, I was in a, uh, I was in a different place. I had to learn a system that I had, you know, no clue about. I had to, you know, research an industry that I'd never been in before. It did help, though. I mean, I, I kind of, I think I keep it hidden a bit that I do have a chemistry degree. And so being, uh, you know, with a science background, I learned how to problem solve you know, when I was in college. And so logistics is a lot like that. And so I, it, it, it was almost second nature for me uh, in the beginning stages of just the logistics part of it. But the behind the scenes of, you know, launching a company that large, and then of course, partnering with a company as large as Amazon, uh, most definitely was, was a challenge. And then learning how to manage that many people. Uh, I think that's where the hard part came, <laughs> where the hard part came in. And, um, I got really hard for a, a season, right? Like, so for the beginning of, of the launch of that company, it was work, work, work. So for the first um, seven weeks of that company, I worked seven days uh, a week for seven weeks. No, no time off. No, it was just work. And uh, then I got soft, Bernard. And so there, uh, <laughs> they had, there was this moment, right, where um, there was some stuff going on with my bands. So I needed to take a day where uh, I allowed some people to come in and maintenance my vans. And in that, in that time frame, uh, I got to stay at home that one, that one day. And I, uh, I came out of my room and I'm, I'm getting dressed and my daughter walks in and she says, mom, as if I didn't live there. You know, it was like this, it was this shocking mom. And I was like, hey, Caitlin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was this weirdness that was happening. And she said, wow, I thought we would never have pancakes again because of your new job. Boom. <laughs> Hit me in the heart. <laughs> I got soft immediately. Do you hear me? The same water, right? I, I got, because the reason I'm launching all of these businesses and the reason I'm, you know, I'm working so hard is to provide a future for my daughters that I didn't necessarily have at their ages. And when she said that to me, I said, okay, that's it. You know, and it's gotten to the point um, now where I'm learning how to manage being away. And so I set a goal for myself in 2019 where I would be able to delegate more, execute more, but delegate even more. And I've been very successful in doing that so far uh, this year. My schedule is set now and I have time, you know, allocated for my family. And then, of course, time allocated for the business as well. But that water, that, that water analogy there, I, that got me that I was hard and soft 
in, in 2018, of course. Uh, and now in 2019, I'm, I'm going to find an even balance for the two of those. Oh, wow. Wow. We needed to hear that. We needed to hear that. I think the uh, challenge is, you know, you are definitely leading and setting an example for two amazing young women. And, you know, showing them how to be both hard and soft is super important because I think at times we kind of betray one over the other and, and you can have both but it's going to cost you and it's going to ask, it's going to be a challenge to sacrifice. And I think you're showcasing that at a high level. So right over to you, uh, Steven, you are launching businesses, you're traveling the country, you're making sure that um, some of the top speakers in the world have success in their ende endeavors. Tell us about some of the pressures, you know, that's hard in your abilities to produce since the last time we spoke. It was actually a really interesting conversation that I have with a, a police lieutenant. Uh, as some of you know, I'm a police officer. And uh, police lieutenants are, they're, they're the beginning level of management. And so I was brought in because a search didn't go so well um, with a guy and they found narcotics on him. It wasn't while I had the person, but they said that, you know, this guy had narcotics on him. And he said that you guys searched him. And so I went through the policies and the procedures and I said I followed the policies and the procedures where it was interesting. I don't know if I would have been able to find it considering I followed the guidelines. And my lieutenant turned to me and he said, well, I don't see why you're so annoyed or agitated because we pay you a lot of money. And in my mind, it clicked right in that moment. I said, this dude thinks that this is a lot of money. And I was like, this is not a lot of money compared to the people that I hang around or like to be around. And I said, I got I to gotta do something. I got to change something. Uh, we're still going to do the events, but I, needed an, I need a more immediate return because this dude thinks that this is a lot of money. And I might not, not need to be here that much longer if this is my setup. So that's how Hollowell-inspired uh, trucking started. I, needed the, I need that turnover. And so that hardened me to be super effective at trying to figure out how to get the capital to start it off. And... Uh, change the trajectory of where my life is going. And in the same essence, I'm learning that this hard, fast charge guy always isn't the person or that type of person to talk to people about things that they're feeling. Because I'm not a feeling person, but I realize that sometimes I need to change the trajectory of what I'm saying to people and still get the same results by softening up a little bit and being a nicer person I'm nice inside but I need to present nice so that they feel it because I'm out of the things what you show me is what I what what I need to whatever you show me that's what I need to get some people want to feel and so I have to learn how to make people feel so I have to soften up because I only do things from a genuine purpose so I can't be fake soft like oh okay I'm glad you're here no I actually have to feel like like or people won't believe me everybody knows in this room it, they won't believe fake soft Steve. So I have to really, uh, so the same water, it was a little different move than Crystal, but the same water to the soft and hard. And, and, but I feel like they're along the lines of the same thing. So it's pretty cool. And thank you for uh, sharing that as well. And I think people need to hear that. And I just want to say hi to a few folks online. We have um, Sean Malvis, we have Melvin Davis, we have Virginia Alvarado, Jedediah Williston, thanks for joining. Martin Lee Jr., Jay Stewart, Mr. Alfred Terry's on the line, Tony Jackson and Kevin White. 
and Alex on Marvis. We have Williams Facebook. We have Virginia Alvarado. Thank you all for uh, joining as well. Um, so our next question is not easier at all, but we are going right into it. So the quote reads, most people do not really want freedom because freedom involves responsibility. And most people are frightened by responsibility. Now, everyone here has the blessing of having to do business and take a product and service to the marketplace. What does freedom mean to you and how is your business a part of your freedom formula? Let that breathe just for a second. Yeah, hard question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we go first again. All right, let me, let me uh, kick things off. So business is super important for me. If you don't know, I have 26 nieces and nephews. You know, and while Latasha and I are uh, graced to have made the choice early in our relationship not to have children, we want to see every one of our nieces and nephews have the opportunities that they deserve to have, you know, and that we can lay a foundation for them to build um, something for their lives and their families off of, you know, and we've made a decision to um, shift from the city. You know, we live in the city and we want to purchase a home, which will allow us to allow um, one of our nieces to move with us and attend school. So that's going to be a huge change for us. But when we said this years ago, we meant it. Now, without business, would we, would we be able to make those moves? The answer is no. And here's why. Anything can shift in the marketplace. Right now, there are, are hundreds and thousands of workers affected by a government shutdown, you know, and if they don't have something else going, that's a very tight space to be in. So business for me is a part of my freedom formula because at the end of the day, I don't ever want the scary reality of someone telling me if I can feed my family or not in any way, shape, or form. So that's it. Uh, we'll go to Stephen and then we'll let... Crystal, uh, close us out on this question. Well, there's, there's two things for me. Um, I often talk to people who are homeless and uh, doing the, the, the body of my work, and, and I ask them, why are they homeless? And they say, because, I, and most people think it's because it's a super sad story, and it could be for some, but 85% of the people that I come in contact with say they have no worries. And that's why they're homeless because they don't want the responsibilities of the world. I though cannot have that freedom because I can't live on the street. Like that wouldn't be a life for me to have freedom. Freedom equal living on the street. So in turn, I had to start businesses and uh, things to allow me the freedom that I would have that some of those homeless people said that they feel. Um, I feel them by promoting at work, um, starting businesses, traveling the world, starting new ventures um, to bring income, and then providing impact to other people by having them join on the team. Um, I've had a couple ventures where I've got extra jobs for people um, just because they believe in what I believe in, which in turn, other companies that I work with and consult, they need people to uh, work with them. And so I've able to have impact that way by having people join on in the different ventures. Um, not just for Hollowell inspired things or things that say Stephen Hollowell, but other things that I've consulted with. Those people need quality um, people to work with also. So just having that impact uh, for me is important to building businesses. I think it's my major thing of 2019 that I want to provide impact any way, shape or form 
um, as goes through my ventures. If it doesn't provide impact, I'm not sure that I want to do it in 2019. That's big. That's big. What about you, Crystal? What is a part of your freedom formula? Well, you mentioned the, uh, the government shutdown. And so I don't know what year it was. Was it 20, was it 2014? That was a government shutdown, I think, uh, somewhere around in there. But at that particular time I was employed by the government and I was furloughed. And in that time I said, you know, I, I knew that that was a possibility, of course, when I started working for the government, but I never thought that it would be a reality. Like I thought that that was probably like, you know, maybe some type of joke or something. I never really took it serious until it happened to me. And in the short time frame that we were furloughed, I got livid because I said someone else can control not only how much I make, but they can also control whether I make that amount or not. Like they can just decide, okay, take a break. We'll call you back when we need you. And then I had to go back when they called because that's all I had. And so I said, no longer will I be in that position. Like this is just not going to, this is not going to be my reality for the rest of my life. And so it actually made me to work like super hard to not be in that position ever again. So much so that, you know, we started doing radical things like saving as much as we could possibly save, you know, pay off as many debts as we, as we could possibly pay off because we knew in the transition to entrepreneurship that we were going to have to make some major sacrifices. And now a lot of people may think that the freedom of entrepreneurship is, you know, making more money or being able to, you know, uh, name your value, so to speak. But for me, it's owning my time. When I, when I was working for the government, I had to choose how much time I had left or can I stay at home because my daughter's sick today. Like we got to toss a coin who can be off today. Whereas now, you know, my deal is I'm not going. They'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't care what happens because my daughter needs me or, you know, my husband needs me. Um, and I, I hope, I don't know who's watching this today, but so I had told, I told my husband, I sent him a text and this is freedom, right? This is freedom. I sent him a text two days ago and I said, Hey babe, I want to spend all day Tuesday with you. I didn't fill out a slip of paper. I didn't ask anybody permission to do that. I just said Tuesday, I want us to spend the day together. I could care less what it is that we do, whether we take the girls to school and, you know, eat breakfast at our favorite place, Cracker Barrel, and, you know, go watch a movie, or if we, you know, go and look at the investment property, or, you know, if, if we take a, a small hour tripping back, it doesn't matter. The point is, I desire to spend the day with my spouse, and I'm going to get to do it. That's freedom for me. The dollar amount, I could care less about what that is. To be honest with you, in this transition of entrepreneurship, I have actually paid myself less than any dollar amount I've ever made being employed over this transition. But what you cannot do is own my time. You know, in, in entrepreneurship, you can, uh, you can find very creative ways to be financially stable, especially when you eliminate, um, you know, as much debt as we eliminated prior to our transition. Um, but for me, that, that whole, you know, secret sauce to freedom to me is me having my time back. Come on, man. Come on, Crystal. Come on, Crystal. To everybody who is thinking about taking your gifts to the marketplace, I think both Stephen and Crystal highlighted a formula that we all can use. And, you know, truth is, our families are missing us and missing the best of us because we are literally trading our time for money. 
And if that's where you find yourself, you know, Crystal highlighted, you know, paying off debts, that's something to consider and do that in a very strategic and, and, and uh, deliberate way and make the sacrifices because if you can transition to take your gifts to the marketplace, as Stephen mentioned, you can then employ others. And in, in times when you are an employee and only an employee, someone needs an opportunity and you don't have the power to extend that, that help in hand. And I think, um, you know, just hearing that as a part of your freedom formula is going to empower others to make the decision to do the same. Let me see if number three gets a little bit better. It does, it does, it does. It, 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 it gets a little cheerful. So number three, the quote is, it's better to hang out with people better than you. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours, and you'll drift in that direction. And that was, uh, Warren Buffett said that, and we're going to start with Stephen, because you mentioned that was one of your catalysts for doubling down in business in 2019, where someone said to you, hey, this is a lot of money. And you were like, look, I've been hanging out, hanging around multimillionaires. I've been hanging around people who own multiple businesses, and, and that's affected my life. So the question reads, how has hanging around better people shifted your life? How has it opened you up to new opportunities and guaranteed you launch into 2019 with a vision for more? Uh, you are who you hang around. It is everything. Uh, I try to go to some of the places that I used to go to just to see if I would like to hang out there. Uh, that's that I, I, I did it yesterday. I went and got ice cream in an area that I, you know, used to frequent. And I wanted to see if there was something there that I was missing. And I realized it was so sad. It was so sad. I wanted, I'm not even like a big, like, come on, everybody, let's pray. I wanted to grab a couple people's hands and just pray with them that they release themselves from this surrounding. Um, it, it's everything to hang out with people that are doing better than you or people that you know that you, they will come along the way with you um, in this process. In this process, I'm strategic about who I hang out with. I'm like, hey, are they going to be able to, in my mind, because I like to forecast as a part of my gift as logistics, um, are they going to be able to go with me? Because they're going to have to be able to go with me to grow with me. And if they don't, then they are ultimately going to get left behind. Not because I want to, but, but they won't understand. Like, Stephen, you're making, you know, you made $2 million this year. All I made was $70,000. I'm not disregarding the $70,000 people, but I know that they will feel some type of way if they're not in that lane. So it's going to be very difficult for you to keep up if, you don't, if they're not growing with you. So I would, if I could give any advice, if you do see people that you could motivate, bring along and, and climb the mountain together at the same time, they don't have to be at the exact same peg. They could be a little below or a little above. That's another way of making sure you don't, it's hard to hang out with Warren Buffett at Stephen Hollowell um, status, but I can go a little above and a little below, but too far down is, is just not going, it's not going to be effective for, for the relationship. One of us is going to feel like they're giving too much. And so to keep it balanced or equally yoked, you make sure that you get, uh, they can go with you so they can grow with you. And I love that. I love that. I love that. Wow. Wow. That was well said, Stephen. Well said. Make sure you guys are taking notes. I might need some of those notes. I'm serious. <laughs> Stephen always gets in the sound bite, right? Like Duh. every time we do something together, Stephen always has this takeaway that just blow the whole thing. It's just like, 
Oh, man, and you should see how nervous I am before I get started. If y'all, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? These questions are so different. Steven always had a sound bite of the day. If you go, you got to grow with me to go with me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. That will be on my Twitter after the call. I guarantee you that. Oh, I'm going to put it on a t shirt. <laughs> I need that in my life so that people won't even come at me with the stupid questions. <laughs> If you're not willing to go, if you're not willing to grow, you can't go. Yeah. The thing is, it's really, if you're being super successful, it's not even a choice. It will be made for you. It really does. You will want to hang on to that person as long as you, and they're going to be holding on, and you're going to be holding on, and it's just like the clip. They, they're gonna, it's going to have to let go at some place. Gravity. It's yeah. just going to take them down. You're exactly right. I guess I'll just go ahead and just participate because I know Bernard is going to just, you know, push me in. Uh, but that the whole reason we're on this call, right, is because we all saw each other as, you know, uh, like mind. And we knew all three of us were, were going somewhere. Like we were, you know, destined for greatness, right? And that's not, that's not us, you know, being big-headed or, you know, patting ourselves on the back. It's just like we sensed that, hey, we're going to do something. And since we're going to do it, let's, let's do it together. And it just made perfect sense, which, of course, speaks to Stephen's phenomenal quote there. But even, even after that piece, like for me personally, um, I would say 95% of the people that are in my close circle, uh, they have more life experience than me. I want to say it that way instead of calling them older than me. But I, <laughs> I on purpose, you know, surround myself with, um, you know, with wise people. And the reason I do that is because I know that they've learned much more um, than me and I can learn from a lot of things that they've already experienced. Uh, I can, you know, bounce ideas off of them. You know, I can, uh, I can get advice from them for whatever, you know, I may need. And that, that goes to, you know, business mentors as well. And so for me, that's been most important in my transition is to always surround myself with people that I know have experienced things in life that either I am headed towards or I may, you know, experience it at some point in life. Not only that, I pay to be around people that are on a different level. That's how I got around you guys. You know, and I think that people take that, um, they take that lightly. Like nobody wants to pay for a coach. Nobody wants to pay to be in a program. Nobody wants to pay to be in a, in a community. Nobody wants to go to a conference. Everybody thinks that it's a gimmick or a scam or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's baffling to me because you'd rather, you know, stay around the same people for free and still not grow, like, and still not become or do anything different. And so for me, every opportunity that I get, I'm swiping my card to be somewhere in an environment and in a room around people that are doing things that are bigger and better than what it is that I'm doing. And then I, on purpose, I force myself to make connections in that room. And that's what's, the, I think that that is a secret, you know, that's a life hack, as we, as we call them. You know, making yourself go into environments that may be uncomfortable at a certain point in time, and then finding like-minded people that you can connect with, you know, and grow with long-term. So that's my, you know, that's, that's my spiel. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So takeaway, guys and gals that are listening, challenge yourself in 2019 to get in those rooms, to get around people, like Stephen said, who are, who are slightly above you, slightly below you. Don't go too deep. Understand that. And I love what Stephen shared. You have to test whole environments to, to prove to yourself that you outgrew them. And just acknowledge it and then continue on your path. I love what Crystal said. 
invest, make the investment in yourself. You are worth it. You're that valuable that when you make that investment to be in a coaching program, to be in a community, to go to a conference, you will gain something. And don't just sit there and be a wallflower. Shake a hand, say hello, give a business card, place that follow-up call, send that DM, connect with people who are going to challenge you to be more, do more, and grow, because that's what this is all about. All right, number four doesn't get easy. We're gonna talk adversity. So that means we're starting with Crystal. When you're in the middle <laughs> I just look like I'm at adversity right now, right? Like when this. you're in the midst of adversity, think about the individual you're going to be once you overcome it. So number four, the question reads, what major pivot did you have to make in 2018 to show up in 2019 a stronger person with more clarity on who you are and what you're capable of? Wow. Whew. So, uh... The logistics business gave me a lot of adversity. Uh, so because I've you know, been an entrepreneur now, full-time entrepreneur for a little over three years now, as I transitioned into that business, I had to, um, I had to be in a partnership with Amazon. And so I had to do some things the Amazon way. And so that's kind of difficult when you're coming from full freedom <laughs> into going into partnership. You know, it's, I want to run my business the way that I know I like running my businesses. And so uh, that transition that did pose a lot of adversity uh, without having to say too much. Uh, but there, there were a lot of times where I had to make sacrifices on my end for the betterment of my team. And so uh, just to kind of give you just a, a short snippet without uh, exposing too much there, in the beginning stages, uh, we should have launched our business uh, on September the 19th. We didn't launch until November the 1st. Not of any, you know, do of, of me, but uh, the area of which our location should have been at, we had some issues with uh, getting the site ready and all that kind of stuff. And so I had put the reputation of my business on the line. So, of course, I'm hiring people. I'm getting people ready to go. I'm, you know, putting people in places and, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what you should do. You know, start date should be this. And it would change every week based on, you know, the facility being ready or not, you know, a lot of it beyond the control of any of us. It was just basically the area was just completely underestimated. Um, foundation and things of that nature needed to be reinforced. Of course, New Orleans is in the middle of a, it, it's almost like a, a bowl. Uh, and so a lot of reinforcement had to be done and it was not accounted for. Uh, so with that, my team was on hold for a long time. And I am just, you know, reiterating to my team, hey, we're launching. Don't know when, but it's happening. And for me, that was so difficult. Um, because I know for me, my word is, is basically all that I have at the end of the day. And I wanted my team to know uh, and be reassured that they were working for a legitimate company and one, you know, of integrity. And so I, I had to, um, <laughs> let's just say I became a voice of the people <laughs> for a short <laughs> time to make sure that my team uh, got everything that they needed in that transition and to make sure that they were treated fairly in that, um, in that process. But I've never, I've never had to do anything to that, um, to that extreme before. And it challenged me because I'm sitting back saying, well, I know I'm okay, right? Like, I've, I'm already an entrepreneur. I already understand the risks that are involved here. But when I brought on, you know, at that point in time, upwards of almost 20 families, hey, I'm responsible for these people. 
And so it, it, it was a new level, you know, of adversity that I've never seen before. And I had to dissect that thing and then figure out what was the best for my team, not, not what's the best for my company, but what's the best for, you know, the people that I'm going to employ. And at the end of the day, thankfully, you know, everything went out smoothly. Um, but that was a transition for me that I just, uh, it, it took some time. <laughs> it took some time to overcome that. And what I will say is that now, after going through all of that, uh, this year, that's where this, this heavy sense uh, or, or need for delegation has come in. You know, I try to take on all those roles and responsibilities in that time frame by myself to make sure that these people were well taken care of. And it was stressing me out. I'm, I mean, I was losing sleep. I was, you know, popping up in the middle of the night, all kinds of, you know, because the, the stress and the worry of it was just something different. That, that's what caused me to work, you know, seven days, uh, seven weeks straight, you know, just trying to make sure that these families were taken care of. And now I understand that I do have the ability and the know-how to delegate. And so that adversity, if nothing else, has, has taught me that delegation is so important, so important. That's powerful. That's powerful. Wow. What a story of seeing things through, um, having your word on the line, still operating with integrity, speaking truth to power, because that's a big partnership, but then also um, finishing what you started in a way that, you know, allows everyone who have, you know, placed their uh, families in your hands, so to speak, that they know that they would still make the same decision today. So way to walk that through and get the lessons of delegation that you did. Stephen, what about you? Any adversities in 2018 fully transformed your mindset for 2019? Um, I didn't make police detective. Uh, I was a guarantee to make police detective. There's 57 vacancies on LAPD for police detective. How do you, how do you not make it? And um, what I've learned is going into 2019 is you have to, um, you can only be in control of the controllables. I am not in control of that list. If I apply for, and Crystal can attest to this, if I apply for capital for this, my credit is my credit. My profile is my profile. I have built it to be what it's going to be. So if they approve it or don't approve it, I can't control that. Right. Getting finance for a tractor trailer truck is not like going out to you to uh, Mercedes Benz and saying, uh, I'd like the new E365. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, it goes with not getting sleep and having a little anxiety. But at the end of the day, what, I, what gave me resolve is I can only control what I can control. The profile of what they're going to finance this 18-wheeler truck has already been presented. It's not like I can go in there and say, oh, no, now I'm at an 885 because I clicked uh, three more buttons and I ran, um, you know, around the block two more miles. There's nothing more that you can do. So you can only control what you can control. And as Crystal says, you have to delegate the duties that you don't really need to do. There are people in my life that I can say, okay, do this, do this write that person a check, pay that person, um, go pick that up, send that via FedEx, you know, high priority. Those things that I was doing, I don't need to do anymore. Um, so I have to learn. What am I doing at FedEx? There's no reason for me to be at FedEx. I'm sure I can do it great. There's no reason for me to be at the post office unless I just want to go see the postal workers because my dad is a postal worker. I don't know, but there's things that I don't need to do. 
So control the controllables and do the things that require my attention. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing in 2019. That's big and that's well said, Stephen, because I think so many times we don't allow ourselves to, div to divide the list into the controllables and the non-controllables. And at times we really believe everything is in our hands. And I love your story as well, Crystal, because it ties into that because there are things that are outside of your control and outside of your scope of work, but it does affect and ripple out to what we do. And as we you know, just stand up, stand in it, and do our part, we really get the results that we see. Now, number five is about accountability. And it starts with the moment we switch our thinking from me to we, that's when an individual becomes literally dangerous. So the question reads, how has accountability and team backpack challenged you to do more, be more, and shift from a mindset of me to we? Who wants to start? Team backpack. <laughs> First of all, you, we, we do have to let the viewers know how this team backpack came about. I'm going to tell it the quick down and dirty. So we're all in Lansing. Uh, we're in Michigan. And we're going to eat and Crystal, you know, Crystal has the quick one-liner, her being from the South, she just says things, it's like, wow, I never even thought of it like that. She's like, what are three grown adults <laughs> carrying backpacks? I said, I guess we're highly focused. I never thought about it like adults don't carry backpacks. And not only did we carry back, we got out of the car. We had a car to keep the backpacks in, but we got out of the car because it had all of our things in it. And so that's how Team Backpack came about is because we're three grown adults walking around town. We don't go anywhere without our backpacks. It has recording devices, computers, yeah. uh, sound bars. Like, Essential stuff in there. <laughs> anything you need. Like I went to a consultation today and they were like, oh, would you like to listen to the celloist? I'm like, okay. Boom, I break out the boss uh, sound link and we're listening to the celloist. I really don't care what the celloist sound like. I'm there to plan the wedding. <laughs> what you want me to do is listen to the celloist. I'm going to listen to, oh, she's amazing. This is wonderful. But I say that to say, you carry the backpacks for a purpose. Yeah. And uh, so that's how Team Backpack came about. But to have uh, accountability partners, it's like when you don't think that highly of yourself. Um, I remember a time that not highly of yourself, that you're not great, but the, like Bernard, he didn't want to be an image. He didn't want to be a face. He didn't want his face on anything because his humility wouldn't, it just wouldn't allow it. And we're like, no, unacceptable. For me, they're like, you could run the Grammys, the Emmys. Why are you letting that fool tell you what to do? And I'm like, no, not, I'm not good. I want to be humble. And I want to, you know. And then Crystal didn't want to do her, um, her fitness look and, and on her logo. And we were like, that's not all you are. But when people see that, they see strength. And it took a while to convince all of us. Yes. Months and yes. months. If I could just... Each one of those stories I told them to tell you, I think it took three to four months on each one of those situations for, and probably me even longer, I feel like I could run anything. I was watching the seven largest events on Netflix and I'm like, oh yeah, I could do the dog show at, in New York. Uh, I could do this, the, you know, they, they had seven events. I could do it now. But they were telling me this in 2017. Yes, we were. <laughs> 
And same to be said that I, we were telling Crystal about her strength and it's going to produce other things. And she's like, I don't want to come off like, the way like, you got to come off how you come off. <laughs> and it's effective. So it would have been easier to just do it. <laughs> that was torture. It, it was torture. I think it was torture for each one of us equally. And so without a group like this, we would be that much further behind the curve. And I'm sure we feel like we could be obtaining goals a lot faster than we're obtaining them. But imagine if we didn't have the two other people in this group to make us propel that much faster. We'd be still, look, I'd be still at the event like, yes, whatever she says, she ain't never done an event in her life. But <laughs> and trust oh. she's been here for 16 years. I trust her. <laughs> What a heated conversation that was. I think Bernard <laughs> had some of the footage from, from that do. conversation. Oh, uh, we can do that 10 years. We need um, the statute of limitations. To <laughs> that's a year challenge. Yeah, we'll, we'll take you on that. No, but that was well said, Stephen. And I think that everyone needed to hear that in that way from, you know, why we call ourselves Team Backpack to the truth of what accountability really does, because I'm telling you, it's an accelerant. You yeah. pour accountability on discipline. You pour accountability on vision and it takes off. So if you are out there and you are like, I'm a high performer, but recently I find myself underperforming, I'm challenging you to find your accountability group. And as Crystal mentioned earlier, you might have to sign up for a program. Humble yourself and do it because when you find the right team, wow, the levels you can grow to, the levels you can grow to. Now that what, what Steven said, uh, spoke even more volumes because he said we would be behind the curve. I would even stress to say that we probably wouldn't have accomplished any of it in our lifetimes. The connections that we made is what literally like what Bernard just said that gave us the accelerant that we needed, you know, to like literally like push into our purposes. And the it had to be a God ordained connection that this group was able to get together and then birth you know, all of these things that we've done just in this short set of time. Because mind you, uh, what we, we met in, is it May of 20, 2017? Yeah. I yeah. think it was. I never, never seen these guys before in my life. Didn't even know they existed. And the next thing you know, we could have all had the same birth mom come, you know, six hours later. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was like immediately they were my mom. That's just how instant it was. But it was because we had recognized some things that we had been, um, uh, doing for a long time. So you mentioned discipline. I think all of us had a core strength of discipline. We just did not know what to do with our discipline. Like it was chaotic discipline. Like I'd just be, you know, discipline in this and then discipline in this and then discipline and never doing anything specific or most importantly on and for purpose. Yeah. And so once we all got connected, then it was, okay, now let's get specific right. with discipline. And that's what the accountability piece did. So we said, okay, these are the things that we're going to accomplish. This is what I want to do. And we all did that. And then now we're holding each other accountable for actually doing what we said we wanted to do. And not in a way where I thought you said, oh, okay. No, it was get it done. It was so many times. And people don't realize, especially with our big personalities, right? Like, you know, um, we do the animal assessment and we know that me and Steven are quote unquote gorillas in personality and then we I have think Bernard has got some new gorilla in him just to let you know. We always knew that he's talking this chameleon business. He plays like he's the chameleon. I am the chameleon. <laughs> you know, 
but what was most difficult for me is that I could not hide, um, you know, in this group. And so even with the belts, I had absolutely no clue that the belts would, you know, turn out to be what they are. It, it still amazes me, you know, <laughs> to know that people legitimately buy belts with my image on it and my name on it. And for some reason, people feel empowered when they wear them to lift. And that's great. But I, I was I was a coward. Like I was bagging off. You know, I gave every excuse in the book. It was no, uh, I can't find them. Nobody around here is, you know, like the bulk shipments is going to take too long. I, yeah, I'm just going to get one made just for me. You know, <laughs> like I was I was bagging off. But you guys helped me. Uh, strongly accountable to that, might I say. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember specifically what the message said that Bernard sent to me, but it gave me chills to the point where I stayed up one night and looked for, a, a, I like emailed a whole bunch of people. I went on all kinds of websites to find these, these belts. And the very next day, one of those people that I contacted via email called me and said that they could do my belts for me. Wow. But I would not have had any of that to happen if, you know, these guys weren't there to bounce ideas off of and, you know, be honest with me when something wasn't right and, you know, push me to do things that I felt, especially with the logo. I mean, I struggled with that. Steven, that was one of the hardest things <laughs> next to childbirth. That was tough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, this, I just don't know if this is it. <laughs> You're like, this is it, Crystal. I'm telling you, this is it. She, look, she looks too strong. I don't know if that's, what are you saying? Don't you deadlift? It was a real conversation. <laughs> it was a real conversation. But it just goes to show you that if you're not surrounded by people that aren't afraid to call you, you know, on your weaknesses, then you you won't grow. You know, you, you won't get to experience a better, um, you know, a better part of yourself. Um, I'm also, I'm thankful to have a spouse that does that for me as well. You know, but in addition to that, I think that we all need sound bites because sometimes you're not going to want to go to your spouse, you know, and, and, give them all of these, you know, you don't feel like you're just bidding all the time, but you need to, you know, have a fresh, you know, voice or fresh information from, a, you know, another crowd, I guess, that you can trust, but that will also hold you accountable to them. And I, I must say, this group has done that a thousand Crystal, times. I will say one of the best times that I had about, about being the missing piece, one time you were having a photo shoot at your house, Bernard, you remember this, and she was like, where do I put this and where do I put that? I was like, do you have a small table, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I do, in the garage. And then she went and she put it in her house. I, meanwhile, I'm at my house. And it made it help the photo shoot out so much. I was like, oh, my gosh. I really <laughs> Yeah. You was the missing piece that day. I was panicking. I was sending inbox messages like, I don't know what to do. This, I, don't, I don't have no problem. She's like, just go. I'm like. Man, I do have a desk in my car. <laughs> even your husband was like, I don't know how he did that. I wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> You're the missing piece, man. This is what you do. But but the biggest part for me, it wasn't that I was the missing piece for the world. It was people that I knew would call me to ask me the darndest thing. And I, I knew the answer and it made their day better. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that's what the missing piece is about. You can find the, the biggest wedding or whatever, but making people that you know that you're accountable to stay better. Oh my gosh, that is so gratifying. Wow, wow, wow. So we're gonna shout out some people on the line. We see Nikki is on the call. We always wanna say hi to Nikki. Thanks What's for up, Nikki? <laughs> Stop by. Woman, she made it. 
see Emmanuel Smith, Jay Stewart, Ralph Allison, Ronnie Clements. Thank you guys for stopping by, listening to our conversation. And we challenge you to go find your accountability group. Go find your uh, team backpack. We are coming up on 45 minutes into the call, so I didn't want to keep people too long. I don't know if Crystal Saints are winning. We need her uh, watching that game. To make well, I need to time in and tell me the score. I'm, I'm hosting a, a watch party over here. I'm, I'm hoping somebody will give me the score. And, <laughs> you know, it's best not to watch Saints games live anyway because uh, they can get uh, – <laughs> They can get a bit testy at times. You know? yeah. <laughs> like wait for the last 10 seconds to win the game. Oh, wow. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. At least they're winning. Uh, the Hawks are out, so I can't really be – you know, it's too excited right now. Why you got to make that face, though, Crystal? Hey, Seahawks, they, you know, they had a good – they had a good run. But, you know, we're trying to get the Saints to the Super Bowl. So, preferably. Okay. Preferably going well without me. Well, well I need a bandwagon <laughs> to jump on. If they pull off this win, I might have to, you know – be a Saints fan for the rest of this season. Who that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll close with this quote and question because I think it speaks to the heart of who we are. The quote reads, character is not something you inherit. Don't conditionalize what you want. Don't operate based on outcomes. How you do anything is how you do everything. I'll read that again. Character is not something you inherit. Don't conditionalize what you want. Don't operate based on outcomes. How you do anything is how you do everything. All right, tell us about a time this hits you like a ton of bricks, and what did you do in the moment? So I'll start, I'll start. One of the tough moments I had in 2018, I had to make the decision to uh, go get therapy because I was on an accountability call and someone said something to me and I could feel myself go into my military mode. And, you know, if you know, I'm in a, I was in a special operations unit. And I was like, I am not in a hostile environment. You know, and, and I really understood in that moment that I need to start working through the process of de-escalating that tension. Because, again, I was in a safe place. I was around people who cared about me. But I still went to that mode based on what was said. And for me, it, it made me realize that if I don't take my self-care seriously, mental health, how I, do every how I do anything is how I do everything, then I'm not saying I value myself. So I made the shift. I went to, uh, I still do therapy now. And I'm telling you, man, like even last night, Latasha comes up to me, just starts crying. I'm like, what did I do now? And she's like, no, I just want to tell you I love our lives. You know, and I don't think we would be there without, without, you know, the therapy, without that journey. So I'm telling you guys, whatever that thing is, how you do anything is how you do everything. Because, you know, that moment for me with me and my wife was so, so touching. If I, if I, you know, I'm going to be public with my emotions as I should be. See, therapy works. Therapy works. It does. I can't believe this is Bernard. <laughs> it works, Stephen. It works. Uh. I've got yelled at in person lots of times. Whoa, Stephen, whoa. That was so, <laughs> so last year. You him under the bus after that? He gave it talk. And then you say, like, yeah, because you used to talk to me like real dumb. No, but but the, the thing is, I'm, uh, I'm used to it from a certain vantage point. And I th I, you see me. I perform. Yeah. And so the balance of it all, I don't think he, he didn't go to therapy because of the way he talks to me. 
<laughs> that wasn't why he needed to go. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. But I remember some intense moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> really, y'all just could put it out to the world. Well, we want to be real. We want to keep it real. <laughs> uh, Crystal, the Saints are tied right now, so we, we, we uh, just wanted you to get that update. Um, appreciate that, uh, Mr. Brown. Oh, my goodness. Essence C. Lee's on the line. Thank you for uh, joining Essence as well. Essence! That's my girl right there. <laughs> All right, Crystal, I'm going to repeat the quote and the question. You're going to go, and Stephen's going to close us out. Oh, Character is not something you inherit. Don't conditionalize what you want. Don't operate based on outcomes. How you do anything is how you do everything. Tell us about a time this hits you like a ton of bricks, and what did you do in the moment? Uh, well, let's see. I probably have a similar experience to Bernard's situation in that I didn't do uh, quote-unquote therapy per se, but what I did do was I participated in what uh, is called a soul shift. And so I had to uh, confront issues that I had, you know, basically held on to for, say, 20 years or better, or, or maybe even before, you know, birth, per se. You know, just things that you may, you know, inherit, you know, from, um, you know, family or situations where you may experience throughout life where you just learn to respond to things a certain way. And then you believe that that is just the right way to respond. Uh, so much so for me. What that ended up being in my adult life was, you know, bitterness and unforgiveness issues. And so as, as, as my life continued to unravel, I realized that there was something there that I needed to address and 100% just, you know, get rid of. And that unforgiveness piece was the thing that was literally holding back all of my joy and happiness in life. And so after I, you know, participated in that three-day um, soul shift. I came out a brand new person. Oh wow! Like, what who I was prior to then and who I am now, I feel like are two totally different people. And I say that because you know you you said you know how you do anything is how you do everything. And so uh, my pastor always says your response is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that in life there were a lot of instances where I was responding in a way that was you know definitely not a not a good response. And so I needed to become better at, you know, my responses and then holding myself accountable for the way that I responded to the people in my life, you know, that I love and cared about. Uh, and then just in, in life in general, just, you know, being a 100% better person because we can be successful in business. Um, you know, we can be, you know, successful in a lot of different things. We can accomplish goals. We can break records, whatever the case may be. But if we don't have good, solid relationships, I feel like it's all pointless. And so I went through that journey, you know, before I went there, I said, I am not leaving here the same way that I came. I was determined not to be. And when I left, I literally was a different person so much so that, you know, so much was lifted off of me in, in, that, in that time span. I can't even, I can't put words to it. But what I will say is I had this, um, this supernatural experience uh, in that transition. And now I'm about to shift uh, on you guys really quickly. Pivot. So I came back. <laughs> what did you say? Pivot. Yes, it's about <laughs> to happen. And so I go, I come back home, you know, um, and I, I have this um, this moment during our Sunday service, and I tell them about this soul shift, and I explain to them how important it was to, you know, let go of unforgiveness and let go of bitterness and resentment. And, you know, forgive these people or, or these things that you've been holding on to for so long because God wants us to be 
free. Not just like free, like financially free, but he wants us, he wants our souls to be free. And so I did that. And then, you know, my pastor instructs me to, uh, to pray for people in the audience that are dealing with unforgiveness. And my back is turned to the, to the sanctuary at this time, but I, I go up on the stage and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm praying and I'm, I'm crying and I'm, I'm full of joy in this moment. And when I turn around, there's over a hundred people at the altar. And in that moment, I realized instantly that this was never about me and my unforgiveness issues. However, because I had been holding on to my issues for so long, so many people couldn't be freed from what it is that they needed to be freed from. And as I prayed over these people, I felt such a release, you know, and I, afterwards I'm talking to people that, you know, um, had held on to unforgiveness issues in relation to God. They had, you know, they couldn't forgive God for something that happened in their lives. We're talking about, you know, people that have been holding on to stuff since they were six years old. You know, all of these kind of issues that they're now presenting saying, thank you for being transparent in, in your experiences and helping me to be free from what it was that I was dealing with. And I said that again to say that what Bernard said, how you do anything is how you do everything. I want to be that person that I was that helped to free all those people every day. I want to be that transparent and that free every day to the point where everybody that I encounter can become free from something because I've decided to be better than I was yesterday. And that's exactly what that experience taught me is that all of my life experiences that I thought was, you know, putting me through hell or that I hated in that particular time frame had absolutely nothing to do with me, which is the reason why we as, you know, as Team Backpack work so hard to do what it is that we do every day. All of us have goals that we're accomplishing, not necessarily because we want the accolades or because we care about what other people think about what we're doing. It's mainly for other people. And now I'm at the point where I literally want to live a life that is for others, like literally, you know, giving myself away to the needs, you know, and desires of other people in a good way, not to be, you know what I'm saying, used or, or mishandled in that way, but just, you know, walking out my God-given purpose on a daily basis. If I can do that, the same way every day. It just that I think I I I'd I'd say I'd lived a, a good life. Wow. 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 Talking about me. Wow. Don't cry, Don't cry. <laughs> that was heavy, Crystal. That was heavy. Thank you. Thank you for uh doing that hard work. I think sometimes People don't realize that it is um, bigger than us. And sometimes we're, we're blocking what's for someone else if we don't step into our greatness and into our peace and into our joy. So thank you for sharing that and going on that soul shift. That's powerful. Pretty sure people will be following out asking how do they participate in a soul shift because that sounded like... Um, yeah a God-led amazing experience. So Stephen, I'll repeat it one more time. Character is not something you inherit. Don't conditionalize what you want. Don't operate based on outcomes. How you do anything is how you do everything. Tell us about a time this hits you like a ton of bricks and what did you do in that moment? Well, um, this is a difficult question for me for some reason. Uh, what I've realized is, um, as much negative as I get for being very t on top of logistics. If you've never been in this space, um, it often seems that you're being mean or, 
overbearing or a know-it-all because people don't know that every action begets a reaction. They're used to it in their personal life, but they're like, it's just an event. It's no big deal. But when it comes crumbling down, they want to come back and talk to you. Like, how could you let that happen? And so, um, I, Essence, she was on the call, and she saw me in an event, and I, this person, I don't like when people ask Crystal the question, then they ask Bernard the question. Like, go back to Crystal, get the same, get, if you have a problem, go back to Crystal and start over. Don't shop for the answer that you want to receive. Yeah. And I told a person that, I didn't remember telling the person that, and Essence came to me and said, she, she not met me a, a lot of times, she came to me and she said, I really appreciate what you said. I wasn't sure about how you said it, but I got the sentiment of what you said. So I brought that up as a response to your, to your question because sometimes I want to change, but how you do something is how you do most things. I think that's what you're getting to. And me just being stern with that little piece gave a, a person looking on the glimpse that's serious. Don't take any advantage of, watch your surroundings. And I believe it grew our relationship as it applies to being accountable to one another because she saw he's not only firm with the big stuff, he's firm with the small stuff, the little things. And so I hope that answers the question because uh, I wasn't as spiritual as the both of you. I felt like I needed to. Uh, no, that was, that was great. Wow, Stephen. Become Dr. Stephen Hollowell before I could even speak in the same realm <laughs> as the rest of Team You gonna act like this today. <laughs> you had hidden gems in your message that you that you probably don't realize, right? And I think that all of us have the same issue sometimes with wanting to stray away with who it is that we are. Mm-hmm. Because our personalities are so uh, unique in the sense that, you know, a lot of... Uh, I, I think I shared on social media before when I created Dominate Logistics, how a lot of people, mainly men, had something you know to say about the fact that my business was called Dominate Logistics. Well, that's aggressive, right. isn't it? Well, mm-hmm. of course. What other way would it be? You know, <laughs> so, but you guys helped me to understand that that's just how I do everything. Like, <laughs> I don't, like there's no reason just calling it Crystal Robinson Logistics. Right. It's Dominate Logistics. And it was that from day one, like it couldn't have been anything. If you, you got know, your daughter's dress right now, it would be very firm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I just no, wanted to prove No, it. I appreciate that because it did, I mean, it is a true set sentiment to what, what I was saying. Like yeah. sometimes I feel bad that right. I'm being so firm about how we're gonna put the cookies on the tray. But you asked me how to put the cookies on the tray, so we're going to do it a certain way because we will run out of cookies if we do it your way. Mm. Because you know, you know logistics like none of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up. It is the top of the hour. Uh, Crystal, tell us where to find you online. Tell us a bit about the Dominate community. Then, Stephen, tell us about your business ventures. Tell us how to connect with you online, and I will... Sign us off. Go for it, Crystal. Wow. Well, drop a little nugget in here. Uh, I officially um, so-called closed 
uh, the Dominate community at the end of 2018. Don't, don't hurt me, Bernard, don't hurt me. Now, we still have a community of women that are, uh, we still have our closed uh, private Facebook uh, group for accountability purposes. That'll have to be for another accountability call uh, as to why, but it was absolutely uh, the best experience of my life being a part of uh, the, the Dominate community. Women grew in there. I mean, my gosh, I made connections uh, with these women. I, all I can say is all of our lives are better. For the connections that we made there so do believe that it ended uh for a great purpose uh and i am excited about next level stuff that everybody in there is doing um but you can find me on uh, social media platforms i'm on uh, facebook every now and then hey logistics takes a lot of time so i am trying to make myself <laughs> be more available on social media i'm, I'm gonna push myself um, to do more live uh, videos and things of that nature in 2019 um, as I get my schedule together, just create create some um, some content from your day to day uh, stuff. That you know that would seem easy, Stephen, but you know when you're in the zone, it's just not like hey, hit the record button real quick. It's just go and get it done. Yeah, just um, give us a five minute story of what happened at the end of the day. I I, I'll try to do that, Stephen. I will. <laughs> I will try to involve everybody more. And the reason being for that, and I know Bernard is trying to cut us off now. Um, but this one, man, Stephen gets real antsy. Um, get real silly. <laughs> I want to. I, I do want to involve people more um, in what in what it is that that we all do um, because I think that people legitimately are intrigued as as to how it is that we're still real people, but we do a lot of stuff and we also accomplish a lot of things. Like I don't think we should just keep you know all of our secrets to ourselves. Like I have absolutely no problem with sharing. Um, you know, with my communities as what it is that we do and how we do it. Um, and just the little small keys and secrets to be, you know, just to being successful um, in business and in life. And so to follow that up, I, I am promising my community and you guys that I am legitimately going to release my book uh, this year. And see, I said that on a live platform so that it cannot be taken away. Um, I, and of course, anybody that wants to know any more information, I'm sorry? We, you could have told us in a tunnel and we would have held you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I figured out last year I had to do the soul work uh, before I could release that book. And so the soul work was in combination uh, with me being able to release the book this year. So I'm free enough to be able to do that now. And I'm thankful that the process happened the way that it did. Um, but you can find out more about that on my social media pages. Uh, Dominate with Crystal is the easiest way to find me on Facebook. I frequent um facebook more than i do instagram but you know pictures are nice sometimes so yeah instagram i'm on there as dominating crystal as well if you want to find me there appreciate that crystal steven um steven i'm pretty simple uh on instagram or ig you can find me steven hollowell the missing piece steven hollowell the missing piece and i try to do a, uh, i post my professional a little bit of motivation a little bit of events and my storyline is what I'm doing throughout the day. So if I'm at work on a protest line or I'm there in the car doing nothing, looking at the walls, that's there too. Or I'm just driving down the street and um, talking to my cell phone while I'm driving because um, I want to and I'm not going to stop. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can see it on the storyline. Uh, also for the trucking, it's Stephen at HollowellInspiredTrucking.org. We're looking for drivers. We are looking for drivers. So Stephen at HollowellInspiredTrucking.org. You can find us there uh, or find me there and along with the other team, Dispatch and Admin. They're there too. Um, and that's how you get a hold of me. You can search Stephen Hollowell anywhere. I'm the only 
one except for my father, and he's afraid of <laughs> because black one. Uh, he's afraid of Facebook because he thinks that the feds are after him. But he works at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Well, I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Crystal and Stephen for agreeing to uh, join me and just talk about our lives, talk about business, but really go deep in just how we've evolved since we met.